Hello, this is your friendly, smiling host, me, Jay Dellingpod, with a guest, that's a clue. He's a guest, not a special guest. Before I do that, I just wanted to give you a heads up about a very special event on the 7th of April, which is a Sunday, at 11.30 in the morning, in London. Uh, This is a live podcast I am doing with Brendan O'Neill. How exciting is that? So I really hope you can come. At the moment, can I tell you, the sodding, what are they called, Romaniacs, the Romaniacs podcast has got about twice as many guests as me. I suppose it's because they're Londoners and, and everyone in London voted for Romain. But there must be some some of my people, my homies in London or near London, able and willing to come and see my event with Brendan on 11.30, at 11.30 on Sunday the 7th of April. You can find the details at podcastlive.com, podcastlive.com. Also, I'll be putting it up on my website, dellingpoleworld.com. So please come and you'll get to meet me and Brendan and lots of other special friends, I would imagine. See you there. Bye. Welcome to the Delling Pod, and I'm so excited about my guest this week. There's a clue there. It's Dick. Hello, I'm back. He's back. He's back. First appearance on the Delling Pod. Is it? Well, yeah. Not uh, since it's been the Delling Pod. Oh, that, should we let that dog in? Yeah, go on. Go on. She's okay. got to behave herself. Yeah, she bloody well better. Or take a leaf be... out of my dog's book. Well, she's going to be dog meat. That's for certain. Hello, Daisy. Yeah. Yes, you're Dogs are a bit of, becoming a bit of a feature of our podcast, aren't they, Dick? Well, I think they humanise us, don't they? they <laughs> oh, what you mean, look, like you mean like like Hitler was humanised yes, by his by his, his, his love dog. of dogs? <laughs> the people say he might have done some bad things, but he loved he animals. Loved but what was Hitler's dog called? I don't know. I'm going to guess Schmutzi. <laughs> It's, it's completely random. I think. Why schmutzy? That sounds German. It sounds kind of. Schmeisser. Sh- Schmeisser would be a good one. Come and see here, Schmeisser. Schmeisser. Yes, because because that would be, that would explain why the MP40 got that nickname. Right, because they named it after him. Because I imagine that the his SS bodyguard at the Wolfschanzer mm-hmm. would have got to hear him saying, Schmeisser, Schmeisser. <laughs> and they'd have thought, how do oh, we flatter the Führer? I know, we can name our effective machine pistol after it's his dog. Interesting theory. Interesting theory. I, if only we could check with Andrew Roberts or some... Or, I'm, or, sure, I'm sure our listeners will let us know. <laughs> yes, I'm sure they will. Sure they will. So anyway, you find me in angry mood, I'm so and I know you wanted to stick a microphone under my nose while I'm still relatively seething. Tell us, tell us both of them. Tell us why, why well, you're angry. I've had to drive down from Worcester today yeah. to to see you to be in here. rural Northamptonshire. Yeah. So it's you know a fair old drive. And what do you do in the car? You have to listen essentially to the radio, don't you? You you do if if you're like us. And you've got crappy old cars with old-fashioned radios. I mean, I'm dreaming of the moment where I can buy, a, I can afford a, a car new enough to have the the wireless apparatus, which will enable me to play things like 
you know, on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, that well, would be good, but I can't do that yet. You and I are nearly always behind the curve on on the tech front, so uh, yeah, it, it's through the airwaves, Radio Four for me. So, what did I have to listen to as I was leaving Worcester? The Now Show. Yep. Yep. The yeah. appalling Now Show. The Now Show. I had to give it a chance. I had to listen through to comedian after comedian. Obviously, I use that term advisedly. Tell our American special friend what The Now Show is. The Now Show is an attempt at a sort of a topical panel show with comedians. And inevitably, the diversity is very important for the BBC. That is diversity of the race of the people taking part, not diversity of thought, mind. So certainly no diversity when it comes to opinions on Brexit... Um, conservatism, anything like that. As long as they've ticked the boxes for racial diversity, they're happy that they've got uh, diversity of opinion. It is It is one of my, my beefs, one of my many, many beefs, as you'll hear in a moment with the BBC, is that they provide these sinecures for these really unfunny left-wing comics who would... Uh, well, they promote their... The BBC promotes their careers, and the mm. BBC has massive outreach. It's got so many TV channels and radio... I mean, something like... 90%, I think, of people are, 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 are maybe 95% of people in Britain are exposed to the BBC at some time during their week. Yeah. So that's the kind of reach they've, they've got. And these crappy, unfunny, lefty comedians are, are, have this cushy number. Yeah. BBC promoting their careers, promoting their gigs, effectively, give free publicity. Yeah. And the right-wing ones don't get a look in. Well, the Now Show is one of the places where where they are nurtured and hang out and uh, the the new upcoming so-called talent is given a chance. And it was, I I really had to turn it off or I was just going to crash. It was, it had to go off. So a little bit later, I saw it was time for the news. So I put the news on. At least you can sort of, sort of sift through the news. No, you can't. BBC News is is just lies and propaganda. Yeah, but... I, I put it on anyway. It's all about the curation, isn't it? And then immediately after, it was um, any questions. So you've been on any questions. I've been on about five or six times. And um, you kind of live in hope that there's going to be someone on the panel that you won't be screaming at when they voice their opinions. But this panel was particularly bad. The most right-wing person they could come up with was Ian Dale. And he Ian, was in sweet, but he's not very right wing. Not really. He's he not, was just not. talking about how he would never have Gerard Batten on his show because he's too much of an extremist. I will never have Tommy Robinson on my show. Yeah, right. uh, and it's sort of like, well, you weren't invited onto that show to virtue signal your left wing credentials. It, it, it's and one by one, whatever issue there was. Obviously, the big news was the, the the massacre in New Zealand. And one by one, they had to queue up to condemn it in the strongest terms and say how awful is Islamophobia is. But there was no straying from... Well, there was no nuance. Having been in that situation, having been on the BBC, you know that you have no option, if you don't want to die, that is, in front of the audience... You, you have no option but to say these safe lines about yeah. I mean, it's a given, isn't it? That everyone yeah. thinks it's like well, the you most could tell by the thing. audience reaction. I mean, the, they got onto Brexit. Someone suggested that 
um, the, the, the misattributed quote to Einstein, the definition of insanity is repeating the same thing, expecting a different result. Yeah. Should Theresa May listen to this? Oh, ha, 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 ha. And one by one, they, they came out with the same line. Essentially, they were all Remainers, and they would love to see Remain happen. And every time anyone suggested that, big applause from the audience, uh, who they have to keep on stressing are um, completely self-selecting and they're, they're not biased, blah, blah, blah. And then finally... The question was this kiddie climate change march. So this, this little girl. Comes oh, let me on guess. Saying, let me guess. I bet it was. A, I bet they all thought it was a complete waste of time. And they thought it was, <laughs> no. Well, no. Uh, in a word, it was little girl saying, I, "I am a little girl, and I have just been on the climate march, and I would like to ask the panel." Uh, why they are all fighting over Brexit when if they don't do anything about the climate change emergency, there will be no food. Is that and, true? Yeah, well, food absolutely will stop when, being... I don't know. How long? In like five oh, years? It was just obviously 12, accepted 12 years, as being so. fact because 12-year-old girl says so. But it was the first one on was sort of, oh, well done, Katie. No, really, Katie... Well done, you know, waiting for that audience applause, which inevitably happened. And then one by one, all the panel said how wonderful she was, how appalling it was that the government weren't doing more but to hang on, fight climate kids, change. Kids are great. They, they're so wise. They're, they're lovely. They're lovely they have a, They have a wisdom. It's, it's kind of wisdom in ignorance, isn't it? It's lovely that they know more about climate change than the founder of Greenpeace. <laughs> I think that is quite something. It is, yeah, I, I think you're talking about um, Patrick, Patrick Patrick Moore rather yeah. than um, who is who is being quoted by Trump lately, Isn't which um, which is fantastic. Yeah, I, Trump he, retweeted one of his things uh, with the comment, "Well, how about that?" Uh, no, it's he is a he's our, our emperor emperor troll still. He mm. knows how to wind up the left. Yeah, he obviously featured regularly on the Now Show, sort of like, and hang on, we're five minutes in and no one's mentioned Trump. Oh, there it is. Um, do you do you remember it? It was just like this with Ronald Reagan. You know what though? We swallowed it as kids uh, at that time because it was assumed well, I, a that I he didn't. only became president because he was a film star, yeah. which none of us had heard of anyway, but not being American. And then it was that he was obviously a bumbling idiot because spitting image made him out and to be like that. Because he was an actor, he he was a cowboy, and there was never any positive current. Uh, positive uh, coverage of, of his actual politics it was always caricature and ridicule mm. and you're right they, they treated him in exactly the same way as they treat trump um perhaps not as badly but it was only in later years that i found out what an amazing president reagan actually was which makes me um wonder I, i'm reading this this fantastic book at the moment on the bbc by somebody called david sedgwick and it, he just takes it apart. What's the book called? Because I think he's let, he, he sent me a copy as well. Oh, has he? What, by accident? No, I, he, he, he spoke to... Why would it be an accident, someone sending me a book? What did you, I don't know. Do you, do you read books? <laughs> Occasionally. <laughs> Yo, I, I always had you down as the arty type, Dick. The guy, <laughs> the guy who's good at drawing excellent pictures of well, soldiers available on uh, uh, cigarette... Uh, available as a full set of cigarette cards if you um, visit. Can we just pause for a, a, a commercial break here? Your cigarette cards, I have to say, and I'm, I'm not saying this as a kind of stooge or whatever, mm. uh, or the mark or whatever he's called, the person who accidentally plugs your product yeah. uh, out of stupidity. Uh, your, your soldier cigarette 
card series is absolutely fantastic. Well, they've really um, taken off in a way I wasn't expecting them to. But, uh, you know, you spend your life... It's viral. Well, yeah, but it's, it's the unexpected way in which... I used to paint big canvases, as you know. Yeah. And someone pointed out to me, in fact, my good friend Jonathan Miles Lee, who's who does amazing paintings He's of stately homes. He's going to be on the homes. podcast. Is he? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening, on people, special listener on a computer, have a quick Google of Jonathan Miles Lee. Um, he he does... Miles with a, a Y. M-Y-L-E-S-L-E-A, uh, double-barreled. Um, he said, you should be doing prints. Don't sell paintings. Uh, you know, you can you get your paintings printed. You can sell them forever. So I started off doing smaller paintings in watercolour, doing what I love, uniform illustrations. Mm. And uh, then someone, I, I, I may have worked it out myself, I thought they'd make good cigarette cards, and no one does cigarette cards. In fact, most kids don't know what cigarette cards are. You have to explain to them. Um, anyway. Well, if, maybe you should do vape cards, and they might well, understand. Well, I did think of calling them vape cards, but uh, to cut a long story short, and I'm afraid I haven't cut it short, but I've done these cigarette cards. There's 25 in the set. There's military uniform. They're all different military uniforms, and I'm selling a whole set of 24 for a fiver. Yeah, so you're, it, you're, Dick, you are under charge it's just stupid yeah well that's and there's, and there's, what an, I've done there's another member of our family who's also a genius artist who mm. again doesn't charge enough for his his work and it's kind of annoying who's that um bear oh bear yeah I, yeah I, thought, I was thinking charlie i was thinking charlie is never going to undercharge no charlie's charlie's <laughs> certainly a type charlie's, of artist. charlie's red meat capitalism yeah. no 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 david no, I, I david think the problem with us artists is we are rubbish at selling ourselves like I know I'm not an artist technically, or not, or not, not no, a visual artist. No, you're in artist, the arts world. But can I just say, I'm really, really shit at selling my product. In fact, this is one of the points I wanted to, to raise. For example, the other day, I got an email. I got a series of emails from this guy wanting to give me money for the podcast. Hmm. And I couldn't get my shit together to tell him which... He was having trouble paying through PayPal. I, hmm. I think I did, I did eventually get my PayPal working so that it can take take payments from people. But I didn't... Because I got so overwhelmed with worky events, you mm. know, having to kind of do a Breitbart column here and there and a spectator column here and there, whatever. Um, I forget to do my money-making housekeeping. And I, and I didn't email back to this guy. I said, look, I've, I've, I've done my PayPal account mm. now. You can pay me. So he probably hasn't given me any money. Or, or either that, or he has given me money. I didn't even notice because I'm so It shit. ends up looking like we don't care and we don't want the money because I, I've been doing exactly the same thing with these paintings. A lot of people have been emailing me saying, no, I really like them all. Can I have the lot? And I'm overwhelmed and I end up sort of not even contacting them. So a message to all of our supporters in yeah, that respect, be they, you. buyers of my, my work or supporters of you, we are just shit at the whole money side yeah, of things. And we do need the money because we're, we're, we yeah, yeah, we're, we're kind of indigent and yeah, we're struggling. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how to resolve this one, Dick. I suppose what one needs is some kind of manager. manager. Yeah. A wrangler, because when I when I when I interviewed Charlie Kirk on the uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, by the time you listened to this podcast, right. have you listened to Charlie? No, Kirk? No, I haven't. I, okay. I listened to them as they come out. Okay. Right? Oh well, you you yeah, Charlie Kirk, you 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 haven't yet. So you won't be able to comment on it, which is kind right. of annoying. Well, when when did you put this one out? Um, quite recently. All right. Okay. But even so, I'm not sure that's that's an excuse. It was not. I think at the time of broadcasting this, of mm. recording it rather, we're talking about maybe two days you've had to listen to it and you failed <laughs> yeah 
yeah. okay do okay. carry on but, but anyway charlie kirk has a has a pa or has a you know has a girl who comes with him and she sorts she organizes him mm. and i need we creative types are just absolutely rubbish at organizing ourselves yeah i mean because actors have agents um artists have agents but what 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 the journalists and and I don't know what, even what I am. I do have a theory on this. I, I think the things that make us good at what we do are also the things that stop us being good at making yeah, money and yeah, organising. Because right. if we had that kind of brain, that would be would be accountants, wouldn't mm. we? Or well, know. it's why you, again why you won't make a politician because you keep on speaking your mind. Yes, um, that sort of thing. I'm so off the idea of becoming prime minister. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I you know I, I I'm sorry to disappoint the nation here. It's not going to happen. You'd pretty much be one of the worst prime ministers ever, though. That, I wouldn't, actually. No? Because, because you'd have lots of people helping you. Well, what I'd do, first of all, is I would... If you were the ideas guy, things would, would be fine. I but would, you'd have to have some really serious uh, support. No, because I would sack the cabinet office. Because mm. I think those are the people that do all the kind of nuts and bolts stuff. Are they the kind of yes minister, sort of so. people pulling I the strings so. type thing? I think they're evil, evil, evil leftists. And I, what I would do, obviously, I'd, I'd, I'd drain say the I'd, swamp. I'd say I'd sack them, but what I'd probably do, actually, is um, have them follow me ritually in 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 train in chains through. Right. I, I have a parade through the through the city of London, Game of Thrones style. They, shame, they'd be shame, they'd be in cages shame, yeah. and w- with lions probably following them, and then I'd I'd take them into the city dungeons where they'd be ritually strangled. I think that would be the, okay. Uh, just to signal that the, the, the regime had changed. And, we, we, it's and I like new, the sort of nod to ancient Rome as well, new. the ritual strangling. It's, uh, Interestingly, again, this is a podcast that you haven't listened to yet because I haven't even put it out yet. The, the Helen Dale podcast, which, mm-hmm. which precedes this one. Helen is knows lots and lots about... She, she's got the Latin and the Greek. She, she, she should, have, should have been a judge. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, she did train to be a lawyer. But she ended up writing novels instead, set in a kind of alternate universe where... I, I, I've got one. It's the next thing I'm going to read. Oh, okay. Because I won her little competition where she was um, the 100th person to re- respond gets a free copy. And it's it was a, me. It's a and small world. fix, but it wasn't. So I'm looking forward to reading that. I can't remember what interesting facts she told us about Rome. But anyone, anyone who listened to the podcast would, would know about it anyway. Um, oh, yeah. We were talking about how... The Romans were big on friendship and big on courage, not so good on compassion. That mm. came from, from Christianity. Um, I'm not sure what relevance that has to anything we're saying. Let's, let's move on mm. to what? What were we talking well, about before I, I, I digressed? You, I can't remember. I was racking my brain That's for what we'd leapt onto the, the I'm cigarette so, cards I'm for. so annoying. Yeah? Aren't I? Because you know, you know how this works as a listener, because I listen in, yeah. the meanderings are all well and good. But if you do remember what was deviated from, you're still waiting for that thread to be picked up on. Oh. Uh, and so when it goes, I think people have got to accept that when it's you and me, the meandering is everything. It's sort of that you are never going to get back to the main part of that river. It's, it's That's gone. That's awful. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> um, we could... Seeing as we were talking about previous yeah, podcasts, yeah, yeah. Let's, do do let's do a it. quick flick back through because I do go to the trouble of writing down the last ten. I um, I still think, Dick. Actually, you ought to be my my office well, manager. Well, I, I could do it if I had nothing else to do with yeah. my life, but I have a day job, which is fairly tedious but rather important financially for me. Um, anyway, 
we're going to digress again. The last one I listened to mm. was Tommy Robinson Part 3. Now... You can still not even say his name without ducking for cover. I'm so I, I'm so annoyed about this, and uh, to us, I'm annoyed about. I, after recording the podcast with him, I went to his court case. I thought you might have done against his. He had had an action against Cambridgeshire Constabulary, yeah. and because the story the story goes two years ago, and he, and he and he he filmed this all this on his. I've seen the his, video. On his iPhone. Okay, so he's in the pub. After this this match at at an away match of Luton Town at Cambridge, and he's with his kids, and the reason he's gone there with his kids is that he doesn't get much quality time with his kids. So the football match is a, is a really great moment in his life, where where he's he can he can bond, and he takes his three young kids, and then he goes to the pub afterwards, and the police, Cambridge police, spot him, and say, oi oi, you can't be here. You, let's be having you. Let's be running you out of town. Now. Um, on paper, or if, if you listen to Tommy's account, it sounds awful and it looked bad. On it, it seems fairly clear to me that, that Cambridge police picked on him. That, that they were sort of virtue signalling, if you like. They were, that, you know, that they because I think there is a sort of SJW tendency within the police. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you speak to a lot and of police, and you know, I've got police friends, and, and they they hate it. They they hate the. But I bet there's one or two. Oh, of course, and, and they're going to be given a lot of support, and they're probably the ones that get promoted. Anyway, I think the the long and short of it is, I think probably it was unfair what happened to him, but. When I interviewed him, I said to him, he told me about all these lawsuits he was bringing, and he, quite, quite a few of them. He's, mm-hmm. he's, it's going to be quite expensive and time-consuming, I would say. And he, he told me about this Cambridge case coming up. And, and I said, have you, have you got a case? Meaning, are you going to win this one? Mm. Because actually, there's no point going to law unless you're going to win. Yeah. He was offered, I think, a £10,000 out of... T- court settlement yeah, that's by what, that's Cambridge, what he's been saying. Cambridge Police. But well, he, he wants the confession rather so than... So do you know what the, he's done? What? He's gone and lost £38,000. He, he lost his case. Mm. He had to, he had to pay, the, pay, pay, pay the cost... Pay the cost... No, 38000 38, oh, right. Okay. Pay the costs of Cambridge Police because they, they had a very good lawyer um, and as, as, as you would when, you, when you're using the public's money to mm. pay for your, your, your brief. Um, anyway, I went to the case the first day of it and it was shambolic it was just embarrassing his 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 barrister did not was really not on top of it the 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 defense um barrister for the police was much more effective and had much more of a rapport with the judge mm. tommy wound up both the judge and the the police's defense counsel by by sort of grandstanding, by, by not answering the question, but, but by digressing. And I was thinking, look, Tommy, the, even those of us who sympathise with your position are looking at this and going, you should never have brought this case. It was not strong enough. If you're going to prove, if you're going to demonstrate to the judge's satisfaction that Cambridge police are lying in this case and that they fitted you up and, uh, and they abused your human rights, then boy... You, the onus on you is to is to demonstrate this beyond reasonable doubt to mm. the court. He didn't do that. He hadn't even read his own brief. Get that? He no. had not even read the documents in which he would describe what his case was and his 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 statement. 
He'd not read it. Right. This is not a good look in a, in a court case. The judge doesn't go, oh, well, bless. Yeah. You know, Tommy, you're a, you're, you're a working class lad. You, I, I, I wouldn't expect. You're thinking, this is a really shit case that you're 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 presenting mm. and 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 your barrister should never have allowed you to do this your your solicitor should never let you do it you've just gone and lost thirty eight thousand well, more mm-hmm. you've you've blown it so well there is a, a a theme with tommy that to some extent he is his own worst enemy well he even he admits that yeah he admits that i where i am on tommy i as i as i think i intimated in the in- interview I find it an absolute pain having to go and listen to Tommy um, because it instantly makes you look like you're some kind of evil, evil agent of, of, of fascism yeah. and Islamophobia and stuff. And that's not the reason I'm doing it. I'm just, I just think this guy needs a fair hearing. Mm. We, we, we give fair hearings to far, far worse people yeah. than Tommy Robinson. And yeah. yet somehow the establishment has found it convenient to label him as Emmanuel Goldstein. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so there's Tommy Robinson. And people, I, I don't really want to talk any further about it because I'm actually sick of talking about Tommy <laughs> Robinson, number one. It, it's great number- that you do that, though, because there are there are precious few main, well, semi-mainstream journalists. Who, who, well, there's who, almost nobody. Almost nobody yeah. who, who gives them a, even a fair hearing. Yeah. So before him, there was Imam of Peace. Now you, well, you, you couldn't you, get a more of a contrast there, could no. you? From Tommy Robinson to a sheer cleric. Mm. He's an actual imam. I didn't realise how much they had to go through to become an imam. I mean, that's quite a... You, you don't just drop into it. It's not like doing a, a correspondence course in theology, is it? No, no, no. You're not going to get that from the Open University for after a couple of years' study. It's kind of like... And he's a particularly high-end imam as well. And he, it, it, are they called Hafizas? People who've memorised, memorised the, 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 Quran. the Quran. He's He was handpicked by the Iran, Iranian elite, the Shia elite, mm-hmm. for this role. You, you really couldn't go much higher. He was their golden boy. And wasn't it an amazing podcast? Yeah, fantastic. Uh, it, and, and it ended so very brilliantly. That The last line, uh, is it true that you get 72 virgins? He said, yes, it's true, but, but I, I'm not into that. And said, Why on earth not? What am I going to do with 72 virgins? <laughs> he's he's good. He's uh, I was uh, Sometimes you, you sit in front of a, a podcast guest... Not today, unfortunately, but you're sitting, you're sitting there thinking, this is gold. This yeah. is, I cannot believe that these golden words are entering my Heil microphone yeah. and going into my territory. Just doing a sort of Tim Henman air punch it's, it's type sort just, of. Yeah. yeah. Why Tim Henman? <laughs> because he does this Tiger Tim thing. Oh, does he? It, it was, oh, yeah. yeah I'm, that, I'm glad we won't be seeing any more yeah, that's of that. What I was, that's yeah. what I was doing. I was oh, doing no, pathetic no, no. little yeah. Tiger t- Yeah, that's just what I was doing. Thanks, Dick. <laughs> So yeah. Anyway, it was a great podcast. And I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it because I did. Um, before that, there was Lime Special, which won't be for everyone. But yeah, one of the many lost causes that you've uh, adopted over your well, not willingly, I have to say. No, not, these, not, 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 these not things find you like, like climate change and and Tommy Robinson. It's uh, it does seem one of the that things that that is never going to make you money. It's never going to make you popular. But you've kind of made them your own. And I know Lime found you rather than you finding Lime. But there will be a lot of people out there. Um, wanting more information online because they're not going to get it from the NHS. Do, do you think we ought to brand this podcast Delling Pod, the home of lost causes? Yes. it sounds pretty much like it is. It's, I did not want to 
get bitten by a bloody tick and it's really annoying that I've had decades probably of of ill health and weirdness and actually mental illness mm. just that's the, that's the weirdest part of life I don't think it does it affect everyone that way? I, I think it affects all, all manner of people in all manner of different ways. But well, definitely we've, we, we, we've got it in my family now. I don't want to go too much into that. No. But yeah, you, you, you know how it's affecting yeah. my family. And it, it, it's taken us in different ways. But uh, we, we are on top of it. And through your journalistic endeavours, um, the alternatives to going through a woeful NHS system with Lyme disease uh, are now more known about. So, you know, you, you've done a great service, even though you're probably never going to get any appreciation for it. It's quite good being a journalist with Lyme disease in as much as you can write about it, and well, research, about, research it first, then write about it, and then be the beneficiary of all manner of correspondence from this all is, around the world. This is the good bit, isn't it? This is, I, I've become like Lyme Nexus, so I know much more about Lyme than 99.99% of doctors, within, certainly within the NHS or in any of the conventional medical circles. The in thing the about US doctors who don't know much about Lyme, rather than admit that is the case they will tell you you haven't got it because they're doctors and it's much easier to say no no it's not that than it is to say it's possibly Lyme but I don't know much about Lyme yeah um one of my life lessons has been everyone is is more shit at their job than you imagine they would be mm. so MPs way more shit at their job than you imagine oh, they would god be. and how um doctors way more shit at their job than you imagine they would be Lawyers, well, they're a bunch judicial of judicial system of, in general. Yeah, yeah, and and on and on it goes. Mm. Nobody teachers, journalists, even yeah, mm. teachers, really a bit thick. Mm. I mean, not you know, obviously not special friend teachers listening to this podcast. Obviously not. They've got taste. They're, they're brilliant. I mean, they're absolutely really clever. I love them. Our special teacher friend. Oh, but singular. Do are we going? We're going to do Catherine Burblesing. Um, she isn't on the list because I think she fell into the. Um, the gap between the Breitbart podcasts and Dellingpod. I think she might have been All I know, the Dick, first one that you did that was just a YouTube uh, thing. When I went to Catherine Burblesing's school, mm. the Michaela School, which you can do. Mm-hmm. You can apply to the school and say, I want to come and visit your school. Yeah, And this is a school which has the same intake as any inner city school. So the kind of the kind of school where normally you would have x-ray machines for the knives, mm. people would be duking each other in, in the corridors and, and lots, I mean, most, mostly not white kids. Mm-hmm. We're, talking, we're, we're talking girls in hijabs, we're talking black kids, we're talking, I think there was one middle-class white kid in the whole school mm-hmm. and, 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 and Catherine sort of talked about this, you know, we've got one middle, middle-class white kid. He's, the the, the he's, one whose parents didn't manage to get out in time. No, I, I think I think because I fled Hackney when um, you know when, it's not in Hackney. It's no, in, but, I mean, by Wembley. The, the, in the same way. Oh, I see. We, yeah. we, we we left Hackney when the kids were at sort of school age, uh, as a well recognised flight of the white middle classes when they have kids yeah, yeah. Well, from inner city areas. It makes right unless you've got money to go private. It makes absolute sense. Yeah. So you go to the school and you walk down the corridors, and all the all the classroom doors are open, mm-hmm. and you can hear a pin drop. And the teachers, the class, classes are conducted in absolute silence, save for the voice of the teacher imparting knowledge mm-hmm. and telling, 
telling the kids stuff, not not waiting to hear their point of view mm-hmm. unless he, he or she invites them to mm-hmm. give their point of view. It's extraordinary. The discipline, it is like, it is like a combination between a Trappist monastery and marine boot camp. It's right. it's that that's the, that sort of. It sounds bloody brilliant. It's amazing. Well, pretty she much is, like the education that we would have had. There would have been very little talking back from us during. No, certainly not. You wouldn't interrupt well, a teacher midstream, would you? Although it's interesting, Catherine, who um, talked to me. But can you move your stupid phone? That's what's making the bloody feedback noise. Is it? Yeah, it is. When you put the phone nearby. Because I haven't got my phone with, with me, so oh, it must well, be yours. Okay. Um, so, um, Catherine t- told me about this. She said, look, we can't treat our kids in the way that... Our teachers cannot conduct their classes here in the way that, say, a teacher at Eton would. Mm. And the reason is, is simply that, well, A, our classes are bigger, and B, the sort of expectations and background of the kids here mean that they need much more much more discipline and, and, and rigor. You can't sort of trust this. You can't take the, the, the discipline as a given, as you would with, with Etonian kids. No. But it, not many things give me hope for the future, but, but the Michaela School and Catherine Burblesing are, are, are two of the things that give me hope, hope for the future. And, and also, I, kind of, I, I, I think Catherine's kind of hot in a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd let one. No, well, thanks no, for no, that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no I think you're right. I, I, can, I, I can see where you're coming from yeah, on that, certainly. Yeah. Um, talking of hot, yeah. you had Lauren Southern on. I, yeah, Lauren Southern. Well, there you go. That was a good segue, yeah, wasn't see, it? But I can't, you see, I can't latch after Lauren Southern quite so much because she's. Catherine is near my age group, right, whereas, yeah. whereas Lauren. Yeah. It's not quite pedo because no. she's, what, she's 25. Right. But it's probably. I'm not. If I came on to her, I'm not sure it would be dignified. <laughs> but um, she was great. She was great. She was good, and she's funny, and she's uh, a- another cause for hope that there are people like that out there. And uh, she's another. She's she's another of those people, a bit like like you and me, who didn't really. You know who we are? We are um, Bilbo Baggins in the in Lord of the Rings. Well, who does that make me, Sam? You are, yeah, you probably are Sam. Oh God, no, Sam's great. He's loyal. I know I'm loyal, sir, but I'm also a bit stupid. <laughs> well, that's, that's true. But there it is. You, you Have you eaten your elven sandwiches? <laughs> I think I dropped them down the mountain. <laughs> actually, actually, I have to say, Sam, that was one of the, your more annoying moments. Dropping the sandwiches? Yeah. It was a bloody stupid sake, thing It was really yeah. stupid. Yeah. Wasn't that when the spider was about to get me? Yeah, well, I think that was a little bit later, but oh. it was when they were climbing that cliff. But listen, your loyalty has been great, so... Yeah. Great. You just distracted me again. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, shall we move back uh, another step oh, yeah, to yeah. the next guest, yeah. Stefan Molyneux? So you see, ah, oh, Dick, this, this was just the coup. It was like, I he's went... A, he's a major, major name. I went to Brussels and invited by the MEP Janice Atkinson, who's, who's very good news, by the mm-hmm. way. And uh, I must have her on the podcast, actually. And it was like a gathering of supervillains. Yeah. There was Katie Hopkins. I, I, I went, because, because I'm crap. I can just hear the BBC audience booing yeah. with every one because, of these names. Because I'm crap, I mm. didn't look to see who was going to be there before I, I went. I mean, this information was available to me. I just I couldn't be asked to. 
A bit so, like Tommy Robinson and his brief. Yeah, exactly. You didn't read it. Yeah, but it, but at least it's not going to cost me £38,000 <laughs> plus not. my own council's expense. Right. So I went out to Brussels and I went to the drinks party in the evening. And I, I, and I, and actually my, my jaw did almost hit the floor. So there is Stefan Molyneux, and who obviously I hadn't seen before except in pictures on mm-hmm. the internet. Um, Katie Hopkins... Um, there was Anne-Marie Waters from For Britain. Yeah. Um, Who you have had on. I have, I've had on the podcast. There was the Imam of Peace in all his regalia. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh my God, it's the Imam of Peace. Lauren Southern. Mm-hmm. Just, just when we had such Is that fun. where Sargon was as well? No. No. Sargon was a different occasion. Okay. And what one, it was great bonding with all these people. Like Katie Hopkins went out one night to a, a hookah bar, not a hookah mm. bar, a hookah, mm. hookah smoking caterpillar, um, <laughs> went to the, went to bar with the Imam of Peace. Right. And he's this a lad. This sounds like the he's, first line of a really such, good joke. He's such a lad. Yeah. And, and, and Katie actually, you know, she got this kind of brittle manner in forthright when she's making documentaries and, and stuff. But in real life, she's an absolute sweetheart she's right. so nice people won't believe that they just want to they want to think she's a witch and they want to burn her no but actually maybe they don't not not in this special space no I, th- I think you'll find mostly fans and, mm. uh, and Dellingpod listeners before that it was uh, Lance Foreman Lance he's he's great I can't remember what he did Lance the oldest salmon smokery in Britain oh right yes um, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah he's one of the chosen and you know my views on the chosen people like, oosh, oosh, uh, I mean, I, I, I think I'm, I'm the world's most, most Jewish Gentile. And so I'm always bonding with, and, and he was sound as a pound. I no, he him. was, I he was very much so. Absolutely. And he's got a very clever boy too, yeah. Oliver. Oliver is, is now running Turning Point UK. Ah, right. So everything connects, only connect. Do you watch that by the way? What, only connect? Yeah. I, I know I would like it. Uh, I shall probably have to get it's onto it. It's very good. It's very good. And I'll tell you what, one of the things that's good about it, it's one of those rare spaces in the world. Is it on the BBC? It is on the BBC, isn't it? It's one of those rare places which is somehow immune from politics. Given that she's married to a lefty comedian and presumably her politics are quite lefty herself, she's very benign and, and, and neutral and, and nice right. and, and, and fun. And the questions are genuinely challenging. I actually turned... Maybe you should explain the concept of the show for our um, American friend. That's the work of a, of a whole podcast. It's, it? where, it's very complicated. It's You've got I've the horned, horned viper, twisted flax. No, it's, it's too... The, the, oh, round, the rounds You've completely last. The me. rounds have names after hieroglyphics. The questions are very, very obscure. No, it's not. It's it's too complicated right. to explain. It's a good quiz show, and I'll tell you how how I've I've started getting into it by giving up on University Challenge. Right. You know, the University Challenge used to be the program in the week that I would absolutely watch without fail. It was the thing that I one thing that I would not miss. Mm-hmm. And then, do you know what happened? It went SJW. It went woke. Mm. What happened was that the questions started being altered to take into account contemporary woke values. So they tried to make it more gender balanced. So they tried to start introducing more questions about where the answer was a woman. Mm-hmm. But there's only about five women from history. There's Bodicea, Elizabeth I. I was going to say Elizabeth I. Um, We're 
rapidly running out um, already. Mary Queen Ma- of Mar- Scots. M- Mary Queen of Scots and Marie Curie. And once you've an- once you've given those answers, <laughs> you kind of run well, out. Of- it makes life easy though if you just keep those answers up your sleeve, and if you're in doubt, fire one of them You could certainly do off. very well on today's university challenge. Yeah. So it's it's a bit annoying, and uh, it, well, more than a bit annoying because I've pretty much given up watching it. Um, rewind again. Sargon was before Lance. Sargon, Form. you see. Now I I only relatively recently got into his um, podcasts, and because I, I I listen to them while I'm working, put my headphones on. So you can do that. And yeah, it, it's a really nice thing to be able to do. It. And as long as I'm doing um, visual stuff and not doing stuff involving text, I can hear voices. But otherwise, it has to be music. Music, and I can do writing-y type stuff but if I'm say doing some retouching in Photoshop I can happily listen to someone like Sargon and he, he benefits from having a really lovely talking voice mm. uh, you know he's so well spoken and, and and chilled that you know he, he that makes him very listenable for a start before you even take into account that he's just so bloody reasonable he's very reasonable and he's I think it's very impressive the way that he persuades well it's very encouraging actually that he gets lots of lots of listeners simply by talking in long form what are they called vidcasts audio casts or whatever mm. about issues which require a certain amount of intelligent thought that can't be just delivered in a, a, a in single soundbite. tweet yeah yeah no he's good and it was a it was a pleasure and a privilege to get him on the on the podcast yeah the one before that was I've got Dutton and Woodley because that, that I think oh. then we're getting back into the um, into the Ireland thing. Would yeah, that be right. Um, Edward Dutton and Michael Woodley of Meany. He's got some sort of complicated title name, right. Woodley of Meany. Um, they've written the most fantastic book called At Our Wits End. Now I'm trying to, I'm currently trying to. Well, I haven't done anything about it, but I, I'm planning on selling this piece to whoever will be interested in it. I think it's it, it, maybe a male on Sunday or maybe a spectator, I'm not sure. It's quite controversial, though, in as much as it's about how we're, global IQs are, are, are dropping mm-hmm. because of the opposite of selective breeding. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? Dysgenics. Right, but it, it, I suppose it can be seen as a tie-in with the fact of the that Western civilization is dying. So it's another symptom well, of that, isn't Well, it? you see... There's a, there is a chapter at the end where they talk about the rise and fall of civilizations, and, and this is what happens. I, I can't quite believe that this is true, but, it, but they, they, they claim it to be so, that, that even in the Roman Empire, in the, in the latter days, there was a kind of welfareism which enabled the poor, who would previously have been sort of wiped out through mm. starvation and, uh, and disease and whatever, um, that that it enabled more people of low IQs to go on go on breeding, and the, yeah. therefore this contributed to the the spiral of yeah, the downward decline, spiral. Yeah. Uh, so it, it does seem to be what happens in in empires as as they rise, the kind of the the, the sharper people are the ones whose whose progeny survive, and so so the, the IQ hmm. raises rises and. Um, and then in, in the dog days of empires, IQs fall and, and we all descend into kind of animals. And I played you last time I visited, didn't I? The um, Mouse Utopia 
video yes. that, that I found online. So if Special Friend wants to Google that one on YouTube. Mouse it, Utopia, yeah. Google the, it's only like a 10-minute film, and it's from a, a series called Today I Learned, I think. Very, very good series. Google the time they built a mouse utopia. And it's a very, very telling cautionary tale. I won't say any more about it, but just watch it and make your own conclusion. It's fantastic. But essentially, it's uh, the fall of empires in a 10-minute presentation based on mice. Before I forget, um, you remember our Christmas video special. Unfortunately, this is not on video. It's a shame, but we can't have video all the time. Not until we get, not until we get our audience back. Because I've been so shit at promo. Yeah. So, so bad. I've been watching your numbers gradually go up, but you know, it's it's not nearly touching the, the, the audience. No, I had gazillions with Breitbart. and, And do you know what? I sent them a couple of emails saying, can I have my feed? And they just didn't reply. And, Part of me goes, well, I don't want to be beholden to them. Mm. And part of me thinks, well, isn't this a form of restraint of trade that I've built up this audience and, mm. and, and you're just denying me my, if only through your inertia, my, my audience who are probably wanting to, I don't know what to do about it. I'm not very good at, at, at dealing with no, bosses. It comes back to this whole sort of artist being crap at selling themselves. But, yeah. Um, the one good thing is that they do hang around forever on YouTube. I mean, that's a good thing and a bad thing because, you know, Bad stuff hangs around on YouTube forever as well. Yeah. But, uh, you know, people can go back and get your back catalogue, so to speak, with, with ease. They can. If, if they latch on to uh, a particularly ease fine and guest. So um, what we did was we thanked one of our lovely spot. Oh, we love Twist Tea, don't we? Well, <laughs> I did a quick tweet for Twist Tea. I felt like a... Um, well, I felt like what you said about the, the Stooge sort of doing the product placement bit, but it's a, a genuine, nice thing for them to do. They didn't have to do it. No. Um, they sent us a load of tea. They sent me a load of tea. They said they love the yes-no game and uh, enjoy our teas. And it has to be said, they're really A, it's bloody good, good tea. tea. And B, what nice people. They just are... Um, they they keep on giving us tea. Well, what I've to got... To fuel the one, one of the things they sent was a sign-up for a year's um, supply of, of tea. So every month I get a new box of tea, a, a different one each time. I've recently been enjoying the um, their, their, their variation on Earl Grey. Earl Great, I think it's called. Oh, yeah. That's really nice. Well, it's got cheese in it. Well, no, it's just... <laughs> No, <laughs> it's uh, or I think it's called the real Earl. I forget what it's called anyway. It's it's, it's is it very called nice. Duke of Earl? No, it's not called Duke of Earl. No, Duke 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 of yeah. Earl. Duke, it's not. Duke, it's Duke not Duke called Duke of Earl. Oh, okay. But maybe they will because that would have been good because we that. we could have done Duke of Earl together. Had had acapella. it been acapella, acapella. Yeah, that's not never going to happen. But now. so, but so while, yeah, twist teas. Well, thank you. Check them out online uh, and order yourself some decent tea for a change. Stop stop drinking that rubbish you're drinking. But also. Um, rather sadly, I got an email from this lovely man called Kurt, who's who's got a company called Traveling Dukes. That's traveling spelt in the American way with one L. Dukes. That, isn't that a funny? Dukes. Travelingdukes, D-U-K-E-S dot com. And he exports from China monks, monk fruit tea. Right. And... He sent me some of that, and it, it's really, really nice. It's really sweet, and yet it has it doesn't do all the bad things that sugar does. It's got a very low sugar content somehow. It's how come tea be made out of this monk fruit stuff? 
well, you get little bits of monk fruit in your so tea is, is bag. Is that a herbal? Is that like a fruit tea? It's like a snow. It's like a sweet. It's like a sweet drink. Right. Which is really nice if you if you have a sweet craving, but but without any of the the sugar. Right. Which is good for me because because you know because you and your lime on my lime deal with the sugar. I'm not meant to sugar, eat sugar. Sugar feeds the beast. Sugar is is a no no. Mm. Although although I have to say, daughter made. You had that cake. Yeah, very How nice. good was that cake? I don't think it helps your lime that you've got a daughter who is so very good at baking. And your son is a bit, of a bit of a master baker. He's going to be gay, isn't he? He's got to be gay. <laughs> I mean, if you're showing those, those, those tendencies. Um, yeah, but Bake Off, it, it, I think it's had a profound influence, profound cultural influence. Yep. On, on, baking is now a... The new rock and roll. It is the new rock and roll, yeah. yeah. Um... Do you want Dick's interesting music facts? Yeah. Is this, is this a new invention? Uh, well, we've done it once or twice Dick's before. Inter- oh, really? Dick's like? interesting music facts. By the way, talking of interesting music facts. Yeah. Are you going to divert me now? I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, but, yeah, but you've, got, my, you've got your page, got so you, you've got, got your reference. Did you page. see Roger Daltrey yes. talking about Brexit? Talking to Sky. To Sky. And <laughs> it was so. He pissed them off so much that they've taken it down. They, t- they took it down. So he was asked by the typical lefty anti-Brexit Sky interviewer um, how it was going to affect the world of mm. rock. And he said something like, we were fucking touring Europe before Brexit and we're going to be touring Europe after Brexit. He's brilliant. What a hero. Yeah. yeah. That generation, you see. Yeah. His generation. Are you talking about his generation? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. T- talking about... People do try to put him down. They do. Mm. Yeah. Um, because he gets around he most goes, of he, Europe. Yeah, he does. He gets Brexit or no Brexit. He does. Okay, so Alan Parsons. Is that going to start you singing? Um, I can't remember how that... I am the eye in, in the, the sky. Alan Parsons of the Alan Parsons Project was an assistant engineer on the Beatles' Abbey Road album. I sort of half knew that because I knew he was a studio engineer. And do you know there was another thing he was on then? What other interesting album has he connected to? He was did he the play, engineer on... Did he play with Bob Holness on the saxophone? He didn't, no. <laughs> on, on the blistering sax solo on Baker Street, no, you mean? Did he do no, that, he no. didn't. He was the engineer on Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Was he now? And that is uh, quite impressive. Of course, it will, it will sail right over the heads of anyone who's never even heard of Eye in the Sky or the Alan Parsons Project. Well, it's a generational thing, isn't it? Any, any one of our generation would have would have had that album, is surely. It, is it not the best lie ever that Bob Holness played the sax solo on? Yeah. And where did it come from? <laughs> I don't know. I think it might have been Viz or something like that. But uh, it, it was just one of those urban myths that just got around. And uh, You see, urban myths... They could, they could thrive for a lo- very long time. Mm. Like my other favourite album, which, which, I, which I, I hope is true, but I, I don't think it is, that the Queen's two favourite... The Queen one, yeah. <laughs> the Queen's favourite movies are Assault on Precinct 13, the original one. Right. And, and Deliverance. And Deliverance, and that she learned the banjo solo. She took banjo, banjo lessons so she could play duelling banjos. But it can't be true, can it, Dick? <laughs> It can't be true because I did actually. But this is the thing about the Queen because she never lets on anything, unlike her dreadful son. Uh, we project onto her. We project onto her all our own views, and there's nothing to say she doesn't share those. But views. can you imagine how 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 gut wrenching it would be if you 
you you had an audience with the Queen, and you thought, <laughs> I've got to seize this moment. I've got to ask, <laughs> ma'am. And I'm not supposed to ask you questions. I know it's not not form, but please just tell me. <laughs> Did you ever have banjo lessons so you could play the theme? I think the best way to do it would be to be in a room with her and you've got a guitar and you go... And she has a banjo on her knee and she replies with... Oh, that would be that would be just... would be a life-changing moment, It would be a life-changing moment. It's actually worth... We could almost go to the Buckingham Palace now just to have that experience. I would learn to play the guitar yeah, again because I, we both learned the guitar yes, badly in yes. our youths. But just to do oh, that, yeah, just to play dueling banjos with, with the, the queen. queen. Dueling with the queen. <laughs> so that was um, Dick's interesting music fact. Um, oh, is any is any one? There's only one one per poddy. I mean, it's it, it's not gonna. I haven't got enough. Oh. But I have got yes no lined up. You know who I want on the podcast. You're meant to be more excited about me having a yes no game. Lined no, up. oh sorry, I, I was just thinking. I, well done, can, Dick. Well, well done, Dick. Just holding you on that that thing right. before we go there. You know who our secret fan is. You, the famous fan. The famous fan. The famous rock star fan. Oh right, of yes, me. of course. Yeah, I want yeah. him on the podcast. Yes. I mean, how good would it be? It would be very, very good. Um, I mean, I've been listening to his stuff since I was at our Dear college. Mr. Fantasy. Yeah. There were three men came out of the West. Brilliant. Right. Yeah. Okay. So he'd be good. He'd be very good. He'd be good. Um, now, oh, Dick's interesting film fact. Oh, yeah. 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 Please. Do you know this one? Where does the line... Jumped up pantry boy who never knew his place. Come it from. comes from the servant. Who was the star of the film? It might have been Dirk Bogart or Albert Finney. It's Michael Caine and Laurence Olivier in Sleuth. Oh, sorry. So it's not from the servant. So, okay, yeah. Mm. So who said, who delivers that line? I think Olivier delivers it to Michael Caine right. because he's a jumped up little how would you can you it. do an Olivier impersonation well he, he so changeable isn't he but I don't think I, I I think in this one he goes you're just a jumped up pantry boy who never knew his place so oh. it's that sort of uh, okay great. delivery but of course it's in the song I'm jumped up pantry boy who never knew his place um, this charming uh, man this charming man yeah yeah, yeah. yeah okay right launching into the yes no game yeah Right. Straight in there. There's no no. Now there's a few curveballs in here. There's one or two that may or may not have appeared before, um, but let's launch into it. Okay. Benedict Cumberbatch. No. Peter Shilton. Oh, that's a curveball. Literally, because yeah. he was the England goalie. England goalie. Is he still alive? Yeah. I imagine he's probably great, isn't he? Mm-hmm. I yeah. think he's a good one. I think he. I think why I wrote him down must have been he, he said something positive about good Brexit old, or something. Good old there. goal. <laughs> uh, Russell Brand. Actually, not goal, because that would be bad for that in his case. That would be bad yeah. in his case, yeah. yes. Save! <laughs> yeah. Russell Brand. Well, I'm assuming no, although he did interview it's Candace It's a difficult Owens. one, isn't it? It's a difficult one with Russell Brand. Because he's a sweaty junkie mm-hmm. with too much hair. He's shagged too, too many much birds. Sex. Yeah. Mm. He, probably, he probably smells, doesn't he? I shouldn't think his personal hygiene. Do you, do you think he smells it? really musky? I think he's the sort of person who would probably put on a load of perfume instead of washing. He w- Patchouli. Yeah. 
he yeah. would wear patchouli. Oh, mm. God. Oh, dear. Girls probably like that kind of thing. Well, clearly, the, the, the amount of sex girls, he supposedly girls had. Girls like, like filthy... This is the, this is the thing... Filthy that, about, about This is the thing about <laughs> girls. That on the one <laughs> hand, they want to pretend that they're all kind of pure and clean and, mm. and that men are these unwanted advancing things mm. that, that rape them and stuff. Mm. And at the same time, present them with a kind of unwashed smack addict. Dirty, filthy Dirty, beast. filth. No, who they're had, all over him. Yeah, who smells yeah. patchouli. So wrong. So that was Russell Brand. Yep. Uh, I've got Russell Harty. He's got to be dead. I think so, but you can still have a yes or a no. Yes. Uh, no. Uh, yes. I think probably. Oh, yes. I see this Russell theme going uh, on. Yes, yes. Russell Male. Oh, I think he's horrible, isn't he? Or is he no? No, who is he? Is he I'll do a mime for you. This okay. is going to work well for for a okay. podcast. <laughs> You look like a walrus playing the piano. <laughs> I was doing sparks. Oh, we like we like them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, of course we like. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so he's a yes. He's a yes. Jolly good. Ken Russell. Oh, yes. Probably. Yes. You know what? I write these lists so long ago. I see. I can't remember why well, I put the he, names down. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did list of names. He did Tommy. We were just singing earlier before we, we started this We have this so... Part. Tommy, can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, Leo Varadkar. Leo Varadkar. Who, who do you think he is? I, I, I don't know, but if I had to hazard a guess, I imagine... Sounds like a wrong to me. I think he's some kind of hairless rodent. Like a blind mole rat. A blind mole rat. That's yeah. exactly what he is. Right. Well, not, not good. A, but they're, they're quite cute in comparison. I think they are related to... The, there's a Canadian, a similar Canadian species. Yeah. Yep. Right. Okay. So he's a no. He's, 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 he is such a no that, I, that there is not a no, a negative strong enough to no, express how negative quite he is. right. And what are Ireland thinking? I mean, I, I know they have a system where you, you don't necessarily Do you elect know what your T-Shock. But that's how it's... T-Shock. Is it, it T-Shock? Is, well done. Yeah. You've got the T-Shock. It looks like Tower Siege, but it's pronounced T-Shock. That's... The, I tell you that, they, they annoy me. People who spell their names with Irish names in order to show how bloody Gaelic they are and how, and how not English and how much they hate the English. Mm. Um, who, who's the, the presenter of uh, the week thing? Brian O'Reilly... O'Brien and 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 oh O'Brien 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 came out with some very strong statements against the EU army. So he immediately went in as a yes. Well, because... There's some pretty sound Austrians out there. Austrians. Austrians. I mean, they are kind of the foil to everything that's bad about Germany, although there's so much good going on in Germany right now. We know that the AFD lot and uh, the people who treated you for Lyme. Oh, yeah, listen, I love the Germans. Hmm. I know, I, I, I just... Germans just great. I mean, apart from their politics, I mean, apart from Angela Merkel and mm. stuff, but I, th- I German, Germans as a people, I mean, they're really all right. Kind as of a why, folk. But as Brexit gets more and more convoluted and even unlikely, when you just look at the rest of Europe, even Germany, even France, you just think, well, 
the EU is dead on its feet anyway. Why worry about it? Even if they were to tell us tomorrow that, no, we're, we're sticking with the EU, I'd go, it's all right, because us leavers will get what we want one way or another, because either we leave or the whole thing's collapsing anyway. And, you know, it's a, it's a race to the bottom, which is going to happen first. I didn't hear any of those words, Dick, because I was thinking, <laughs> I, I was thinking about something. I was going to ask you, it, sorry, but you, you distracted me by mentioning Germany. <laughs> Do you not think, do, no, no, that's not a do you not think question. Do you think that in the next war, mm. we'll be against Germany or fighting alongside them? Ooh. What do you think is most likely? Because you've now got me thinking in terms of the equipment we'll get if we're with them. Obviously, we'll get really cool tanks. We'll get well, will we leopards. Yeah, haven't we got better tanks than leopards? Isn't leopard? I mean, I think you're talking about a 1970s tank now, aren't you? Yeah, but there'll be a, it'll be the leopard five leopard or something up, like that, won't upgrade, it? Yeah, I'm really not up on on German on, military on contemporary tanks. No. Who is? Yeah. Well, I suppose somebody who works for Jane's Defence. The thing is, it, it's back to this old tank argument. I mean, are, are they yesterday's weapon? Yes, they are. Yes, they right. really it's are. It's a shame, they? though, isn't it? It is. Um. Dominic Grieve. <laughs> this is back to the yes, you know, no again. That, was, that I, wasn't a curse. Do you think I, although will, it I think be. I think it's no, no. In his case, yes. because he's he's a, he's a traitor. I think I think they recently gave him the Legion d'honneur. They didn't did. They? Dominic Grieve and Lionel Barber of the Financial Times. The, these these people are are traitors. Mm. Yeah. Uh, who N- Nicholas Bowles has resigned from his thingy today for the same sort of reasons as all of uh resigned do you remember, from his do you remember local... nick bowles from from you must have when you were when you used to come up and see me at oxford right do you do you remember nick bowles at parties no, oh god nick was was sort of he was he wore dressing gowns he wore sort of elaborate dressing gowns right. that was his that was what he sported that was his thing. some sort of wickhamist thing right and he was very kind of grand and queenie and entertaining right that, that you sort of Oh, here's here's good old Nick. He was, he gave no intimation of the kind of horrible, ghastly, cuck, squish. Well, David Cameron and didn't either, did he? No, that's true. Everyone was hiding their hiding their true intentions. Do you think there were any intentions? No, I don't. I, I, so I don't know what it is that makes. I don't understand what it is that made my generation of politicians go bad. Mm. You know. Gove even what it's it's a mystery. Gove, what the hell they, is happening? They are there? they are really. Gove's been opaque. out in support of the kids going on this these on the climate, climate marches. marches. It's just like I almost think that Gove's, Gove's whole career is an elaborate troll of me. Yeah, I just think I just think he's. <laughs> That's a good theory. Yeah. Well, what what other explanation could there be? Um, possession. Yes, that well, demonic possession is yeah. the other one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds crazy, but... Uh, it has happened. Yeah. I, I've, I've seen um, The Exorcist. Yeah. I haven't seen Gove's head spin round yet. Well, they wouldn't do anything so obvious, would no. they? Um, Megan Windsor. Is that, is, has she taken the name Windsor? I think it's I've pronounced Megan. Megan. Megan Winesaw. Megan is going to... You've got to admire her. She's, she's like a kind of... One of those missiles, those really advanced missiles that, that you, when it locks on, right, your destruction is assured. And that's what she's doing through all family. I was thinking more of those those things that worm into your feet and give you a disease. Chickens. Yeah. I've had those. Yeah. They're horrible. 
No, Megan's Megan's worse than that. I'd say. I mean, the rumours are that, that, that Harry isn't as happy as he has been in the past. Let's say. It's look. It's it's really sad, isn't it, when your mate or your or, or you know when somebody somebody gets a girlfriend mm. and you want them you, to you all know she's ghastly but you can't tell them that because they're mates because they'll hate you for mm. it and, and even then if she, you're right yeah it, and, and mm. then she destroys it, it, it's just that he's living out this for, for all of us to watch mm. it's terrible a gender neutral child and a, oh. I mean, did, did she not? Did she not consult on what the royal family represents before she decided? to? I think she did everything necessary to get in there, and, you know, kept her powder dry, and now she's in, and you know, sort of. I wonder what the queen thinks. Well, no one will ever know, will they? Because back to what we said about the queen, you know, she's uh, ultimately bet, discreet. I bet if she were playing her banjo and thinking about this, yeah, just she probably does. She probably, you know, she probably does. She probably sit. There's probably a, a bridge. Over over the, 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 the D in, in Balmoral. Right. And she sits there with her legs dangling down. Yeah. With her banjo. Yeah. The trout nibbling at her toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Watching canoe parties go underneath. Yeah. And um, she probably thinks about Megan and thinks, shall I, shall I just end it all now? Mm. Shall I just drop into the river and hope there's not a gilly around to rescue me? Because yeah. is it really worth it? Sad, isn't it? Sad. It's really sad, actually, that, if that's true, which I think it is. Um, Ian McShane. Yes, I think. Yes, yes, I think so. yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, <laughs> this is dating my list. Jesse Smollett. Jesse, he's he's great, isn't he? <laughs> he's fantastic. I, no, I, I, you know, you you may you may have expected me to say no, but actually, I think if you're not being paid enough, mm. it seems to me quite a, an impressive move to pull. Yeah. To pay to guys to beat you up yeah in order to get a pay well rise. this is when your poison pen letters laced with fake ricin don't work yep um obviously that's your first move yeah. if you're after a pay rise yeah. um then you get two big nigerians to beat you up but and would then it, you ask your boss for a rise i think is the last that you know the last ditch thing you would do do you think i could persuade breitbart to give me my feedback if well, start with the poison pen letter yeah obviously yeah, where, I, are you, where are you going to find a couple of Nigerians to be? Yeah, but up? but what would that prove? They, they, I, isn't there a rule where you can't be victims of racist attacks if you're white? Yeah, but maybe you could get. Maybe if I black up, is that is that acceptable these days? I think I, not just acceptable. I think it's encouraged because they 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 call it racial appreciation. Is it? Do they do that? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Good. Take it from me. You can do that. And we no heard it. One w- Anyone else listening? Yep. I think Dick, Dick's a sensitive advisor on these issues. Yeah. Being the sensible brother. Yeah, of the yeah. Well done. Yep. Um, I got Prince Harry, Lily Allen, Keith Allen. I mean, obviously, they're all no's. Oh, but don't give me clues. <laughs> People are going to be... No, special, are, okay. Special okay, friends. Well, let's rewind. Yes. Prince Harry. No. <laughs> Lily Allen. No. Keith Allen. No. Keith Allen in Kingsman 2 being fed into a meat grinder. Yes. Michael Gove. Oh. I'm on the horns of a dilemma here. You knew. Uh, maybe you find the next one easier. Judas Iscariot. <laughs> What's Come he on, done he's, now? He's had bad press in the okay. past. But yes. Yes. <laughs> really? 
I think that Jesus has a lot for going back to our conversation earlier about mm. compassion destroying yeah. the Roman Empire yeah. via Christianity. Yeah. I'm not sure that Christianity I know Tom Holland's just written a book about how Christianity's made everything well. So you're saying Christianity, is it worth saving? I don't might, know. Might somewhat isolate us from our special American friend in that respect. No, I do like I do like Jesus. Right. That's, he wasn't he said, on the yes no said, list, but he said if, controversially. If if we shove Jesus on the list, does I he think, get a yes? Dick, I think either you're pro Judas Iscariot or you're pro Jesus. I don't yeah. think you can be yeah, well, pro. This is this is what it's all leading to, isn't it? Yeah. Although unless you unless you argue that he was part of the Lord's plan. Ah, double yeah. bluff. Yeah, thing, so yeah. I say yes to Judas Iscariot. Ooh. Okay. Well, without him, there would have been no betrayal, no crucifixion. No resurrection. Exactly. No religion. Yeah. So No religion to... Just imagine. Yeah, imagine. Yeah, imagine that. Uh, Genghis Khan. Um, our ancestor. Is he? No. Oh, he's everyone's he's ancestor. Everyone's ancestor. Yeah. Trick question, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sadiq Khan. He's far worse than Genghis Khan. <laughs> I'll take Genghis Just, over. Take Genghis over. over Sadiq. If, any if day. Genghis was mayor of London, yeah. he'd sort out knife crime. He, he bloody he'd, would. He certainly would. Yeah. He'd make it compulsory. And he, do you know what? He wouldn't have any problem about beach body ready adverts no. on the tube. No. He wouldn't bother about food adverts. Oh, the f- shocking food adverts on the tube. Yeah. Pictures of supermarket trolleys with meat in them. I know. Oh, terrible. Yeah. Um, Kanye West. Um, he's, he's, you know, I think he regularly appears on the yes he no does. because he can change with he the can, weather. He changes with the weather. I know. Is he a yes or a I'm no not, right Do you know what? He's like the climate change. Yeah. Of, uh, of his the, extreme the, the weather. Music world. I do not know where I am on. I, I think it's, who is, does? Is he know? Does even Kanye know no. whether he's a yes no. or a no? No. I, I think it would be frankly insulting to, to pin him down. Right. Okay. Um, Dominic West. He's actually oddly a, a yes, no, mm. or a no, yes. Yeah, yeah. You want to like him, but he keeps on. De- he does, but the, the, he didn't. Well, I think we talked about this before, so I'm not, not going to go yeah, on again. Okay. Uh, Michael Caine. Yes, absolutely resounding. Yes, yeah. He, yeah. He's another one of the, um, uh, the talking about my generation type things. He, he's just he keeps on going against the grain that everyone wants him to. He's generally he's a, a good age. He's just great. Um, we're nearly there. Uh, Nish Kumar. You're looking puzzled. That's good. That's encouraging. He, he's a, a popular BBC-based comedian oh. of the Asian persuasion. Do you know what? I've, I was going to tell you about this. What? I am going cold turkey on the BBC. Right. I do not want to want to watch or listen to anything by the BBC ever again I'd already narrowed it down quite a lot I'd already realised you, you were talking at the beginning about the car journeys mm-hmm. and until such time as I, I rig up my, my vehicle so that I can I'd love to be able to listen to podcasts I'd love to be able to have I, that's where a lot of our listeners um, listen to their podcasts it's an ideal well, time th- this, this podcast serves the fact it was always its intention well pretty much always was to to be the if you turned on the BBC and, and and it was good instead of shit, this is the program you'd hear. Mm-hmm. Every program would be like this. Well, not every program, but lots of them. Well, enough of them, them, enough to, of them to to make sticking with the BBC worthwhile. So, I realised that there were only two two things I can listen to on the BBC anymore. 
one of them is Radio 3 most of the time, except even, even now. They, they've got a thing called, you, you won't know about this, but they've got a thing called Composer of the, of, of the Week. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely brilliant. You just get a straight biography of, say, Bach or, or Beethoven or whoever. Um, and it's really interesting, and you get excerpts of their of their works, and and you learn you learn stuff. And they've started ruining it now by introducing female composers and 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 things who, you know, it's just like like do we care? Um, so there's that Radio Three because it's it hasn't got too much politics in it. And the other thing I listened to was the is the is the Sunday night rock show with Daniel P. Carter. And I also like their hip hop show because again, what's that on Radio One? Radio One. Really? There's no, there's no politics in their hip hop show mm-hmm. at all. They're just kind of black people. Well, I imagine they're black. Maybe they're not. Um, talking about you know just rapping. Mm-hmm. Um, and Daniel Picard of the Rock Show, he doesn't really go into politics either. But everything else is just, just awful. So I've I've basically stopped watching and listening to the BBC. I right. think it, I think it's an abomination. I think it's so this SJW. Book, briefly, you were mentioning. Yeah. Yeah, because I think he sent me the copy as well. Is it called Britain Bro- Brainwashing Corporation something, something like that? that. Yeah. I'm going to have him on the podcast. The, the, the thing about it is, it's a great book. It's well-researched. It's got some amazing stuff. But it's not going to be read by the people who need to read it. It no. won't be read by people who love the BBC and see no problem with it. There are people out there who think the BBC has a bias problem that is right-wing. Yes, but they are very hard leftist people. Do you think Where, they genuinely believe that, or do you think they're just saying it just for the sake of balance? I don't think that... So left- they can come out with that old thing of like, well, you know, some people say we've got a bias to the left, and there are people who say we've got a bias to the right. So we think on balance we're doing a good job. Left-wing people don't use evidence or reason. It's it's about my feels. It's about my feels. It's about the narrative, and the narrative says that the BBC is is a right right wing entity. Therefore, that's what they that's what they believe. But mm. they they don't think in the same way that we do. And I I do think that there is going to be an increasing the left the liberal left is always whining about how everything's becoming more polarized mm. but the reason everything's more it's becoming them. more polarized Completely it's them. them they've taken over in Gramsci- gramsciite fashion they've taken over the institutions that publishing the bbc hollywood everything mainstream it, it, the newspapers i mean even the daily mail has been been taken over the health service the health service legal service le- legal system everything so it's no wonder that a bit like the characters in Atlas shrugged a bit, a bit like the producers. We 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 all bugger off beyond the mountains in Colorado to, um, what's it called, um, Galt's Gulch, right? And um, uh, because we, we we want to opt out of of civilization of 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 of, of their tainted civilization. I, I would like one of these people who claim the BBC has a right wing bias yeah. to sit with me and listen to either the Now Show, like I had to put myself through on my journey here or that any answer any questions rather and take the points made one by one and say what do you reckon on balance left wing or right wing and try to get them to say uh, even one point being made was remotely right wing 
it's and of course by saying you're right wing now it's sort of like well there is no right wing it's only the ultra right it's only the extreme right i think look for the benefit of american and australian special friend um bbc is abc is cnn is for canadians what's the canadian one don't know cm cbc is it probably cbb's CBBS, yeah, and that's it. That's what they watch in Canada. Well, they have to because they've been infantilized <laughs> by, 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 by Justin, Justin Bieber. Bieber. Yeah, President Bieber. Um, have we put the world to rights? Um, just checking my list. Oh, yes, check your list. Check it twice. Check the list. Find out who's been naughty or nice. Can I briefly say about my wonderful crowning glory moment of being back at our old school running oh tell me dick tell me about this yes this tuesday both you and i were heavily into our cross country when we were at school because we were shit at ball because we're shit at everything else we're We're not team players team sport forget about why is that dick because we're we're into the solitary sports wanking i was gonna say that i didn't think we were allowed to say it but it it is basically isn't it so um we 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 liked our cross country. We're at school in Malvern, which has fantastic uh, countryside to run so in. So we've got enormous hills. Enormous to run up and hills. Down. Um, we got good at that. And the annual race, the Ledbury Run, starts in Ledbury on the other side of the Malvern Hills, runs seven and three quarter miles, and ends up you know, over the hills. Ends up in the school grounds. Over the hills and far away. Over the hills and far away. Um, and I went back and reran it with the school. Uh, a grueling near eight miles of ploughed fields, styles, steep clay banks, river banks. How was shit alley? Was it? It was in full flood. It was was shitty. It was slimy. Did you have spikes? No, I was in um, trail shoes. A new innovation. Because, you know, I've got, I I bought bought some spikes. Just to do the the letter letter. two years ago when it was cancelled. Right. Last year when it was cancelled. And I was going to run it with you this year. And then my doctor told me, don't, Best exert you don't yourself exert yourself while you're curing yourself from Lyme disease. Uh, and the, the ultimate exertion has to be the letter. But I, I met another old boy there on the day who was also foolishly running Who was it. that? Um, he, Jonathan Waterhouse. I remember Waterhouse, yeah. He was in the year between us. And yeah. because he was in a different house, I didn't particularly know him. We got on great. Didn't he, he do we, art? We, I don't know. Uh, anyway. anyway, we ran the thing together. And we... we pretty much came bang in the middle of the whole school you know we, we certainly didn't disgrace ourselves and uh it was a beautiful sunny day after a dreadful start with wind and rain the moment the race started the sun came out the wind disappeared the rain stopped it was fantastic um so i was back there again on thursday to do a careers evening to take part in a sort of like they got various old boys to be there to talk to the kids about their profession so i was talking to them about you know being a graphic designer, basically saying, don't do this if you want to earn money. Um, uh, and talking about my really quite that, boring you know, that's, life. That's what I say to people about yeah, journalism. I, I, I was telling them, I was saying my brother, when he gives this talk, he says, if you're thinking about being a journalist, I do urge you not to. Totally. And then, and then if they come back to me, I say, no, still don't. Still don't. And then if you must. So that's what I was doing for art and design, basically. But these kids came into the class and they were... They were buzzing. They were going, oh, that last talk, that was so good. That was amazing. And I was thinking, who have you just been to see? Uh, And uh, they said, this guy, he was in the SAS. He was amazing. He does hostage negotiations and uh, he's been all around. How the hell am I going to compete with that? So uh, 
I didn't, basically. Oh, you so didn't. I, I thought you were going to you tell us that you, you'd stripped off well, or something. Well, one or... of the kids in my last session had been the boy who won the letter that yeah. day. So we talked about the letter. Oh, and one of the girls was the second fastest. So uh, we, we talked a bit about the letter and, and what, a, what a great thing it is and how... If you went to Malvern, it was the thing you will talk about. I hope it is. I hope it's not sodding cricket because that was that was because I think Malvern thinks of itself a cricketing school. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that I like. I approve of. Well, I like the idea of cricket, but not. I like the idea that that Malvern is different enough and not up itself so much that it can have a solitary sport like cross country as being its thing. Yeah, it's it's quite a nice idea. I cling well, to that. Well, you you would cling to that, and yeah, I would as well because yeah. that was our sport. That was our thing. Yeah, and it is unique to uh, to Malvern. So you know, any any school can play cricket or rugby or what have you, but only Malvern has the ladder. Yeah, but other schools used they to. They all have their own things. Shrewsbury yeah, yeah. was pretty good at cross country. Um, who else was good at cross country? Well, this Jonathan has a uh, has links to rugby and they they have the equivalent run that is it's quite flat but all the old boys we've got the hills well. not many schools no, have got, having the hills is the so thing i think someone like sedba might have hills but that's more of a rugby school they probably don't even yeah anyway so yeah that was the other thing i wanted to mention so so basically this this podcast is going to peter out like it like it's just run an eight mile cross-country race yeah but it goes across the line with its head held high does it with Good. pride um do you want to do you want to walk the dog yeah let's do that okay right you listen to the dulling pod with me james dullingpole and my guest dick dullingpole um another podcast next week i guess if i can get my act together thank you bye-bye